Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Rap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Andrew and Spring, your favorite internet sexperts, answering your questions about love, sex, relationships. I don't know. Um, I just got to see Spring for like four days over the weekend in beautiful, sunny Denver. How are you, Spring? Great. And, you know, we aren't just internet experts. We are IRL experts, too. Crazy, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we do talk about sex all the time. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much I just saw Spring we- at a conference. And the whole conference was just talking about sex. It was pretty awesome. That's all we do. It's kind of alarming to other people. (laughs) I know. Sometimes I feel like my brain is broken because for me, I can talk about anything sexual at all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing. Uh Uh-huh. Let's let's have a conversation. And then the people around me just get more and more awkward and uncomfortable. But they're the ones with the problem. I'm not the broken (laughs) one. They're the broken one because they've decided that they don't want to have these conversations. And I think these are probably far more important than most of the other conversations that people have in their lives. Speaking of talking about sex all the time, I had a dream last night that included some sexually charged material, but not in the way you might expect. (laughs) So I had a dream where I was in the audience at a drag show. And normally (laughs) I go see drag shows with you, Andrew. Um, Andrew loves seeing drag shows and we go together whenever I'm with him. We just saw one when we were in Denver. And in my dream, though, I'm here in this drag show, and then they announced the next drag queen, and it was you, Andrew. And I wrote down the name when I woke up from this dream because I was so weird and so amazing at the same time that they introduced you, and you came walking out looking so beautiful, and you were Miss Collegiate Clam Opener. Collegiate clam opener. That I, makes sense. I open lots of clams. Yeah, I guess. sure. <laughs> I mean, my actual drag name would be Karen from Finance. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the stage, my, Karen from Finance. I would wear flats. Gave you another one, and you looked amazing. And you were yeah. like, you were kind of mermaidy. Like it was like that kind of clam influence. It was, it was beautiful. I got it. Like the birth of Venus, like rising up out of a clam shell. Wow. <laughs> this has absolutely nothing to do with our episode. This was just sprung on me today, everybody. Um, but thank you. Um, I'm glad that I have invaded your dreams with my love of gender bending drag shows. Oh, so Whoa. amazing. Well, um, what but, is our show today? So our show uh, is another three-parter. Um, we have people asking us lots of questions about sex after relationships or sex during the bad parts of relationships. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, makeup sex, breakup sex, and hate sex, um, and what those kind of mean. Um, and I thought it would be fun for us to start by talking about makeup sex. So we had a question that came in, um, and there's a lot of context. I'm just going to read a little bit for you. Um, I always seem to end up having sex after an argument, and instead of coping or dealing, I end up having sex. Is makeup sex healthy? Mm, I love this question. I mean, I do I, too. Yeah, I think that a lot of people do this. Like there is this kind of um, 
electricity between you and another person when you're disagreeing about something and when there's some type of argument and, you know, emotions rise and there is like, you know, this kind of um, energy that needs to be dispelled in some way. So I think, you know, that happens quite a lot where people, after they get through the strongest emotional part of that, they end up having sex and coming back together in some way, coming together maybe too. (laughs) I I mean, so when I saw this question, I I see it being both yes and no. Um, If you are using sex instead of dealing with an issue or coping with an issue or resolving an issue or talking about an issue or whatever it is that you probably need to do around the issue. I wish there would have been like a little more in the question, like, you know, didn't, doesn't pull the, put the laundry away and I get pissed off and then we have sex and then the laundry sits out. I mean, if you're having sex instead of actually dealing with an issue, then I think makeup sex is probably not the best thing in the world. If you go and you have an issue with someone, with your, your partner or partners, whoever they may be, um, And then you have sex at the end of it kind of as like the kumbaya, oh, I still love you and let's get back together and I'm sorry and let's like build on our intimacy. Then I think makeup sex could be great. Um, So for me, I think that, you know, it's really kind of both sides are yes and no. And I think that there are positives and negatives. I think that you should just be really careful um, that you're not using sex and that rush of feeling and that rush of emotion and that orgasm to kind of ignore other issues. Because if you do that too much, those issues are still there. They don't go away, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, but I think it is um, very important to come back together. So I like that, you know, there is this time where you have each other and you are kind of like reconvening in a way after an argument. So I think that, you know, after an argument occurs, there is a need to kind of reestablish the uh, homeostasis or this kind of balance, you know, within the relationship. And sex can be a really good way to do that. So I think, you know, it it is, of course, we want to make sure that we resolve what the argument or whatever someone's upset about is. But I think that having this makeup sex is actually healthy in itself if it's not replacing the conversation. I used to date somebody um, and they would pick fights just to have that makeup sex at the end of it. And it, it was every Sunday. And I'm like, what? the? And I knew it was coming. I'd be like, so um, I'm not going to be around on Sunday because for me, like they wanted the makeup sex. They wanted to feel better. But the fights were over the stupidest stuff at- Obviously, I did not stay with this person. Um, (laughs) But for me, it was this like when I saw the question come in, I'm like, oh, I remember I was in this like, you know, multiple month relationship with this person. And they were constantly not constantly, but once a week, like they wanted to have that kind of forced like reconciliation intimacy at the end of the whole thing. And for me, it was the biggest turnoff ever. Eventually, I mean, it was one of the things that led to the breakup. Like, I am not going to fight with you over something ridiculous. And I'm not going to have sex with you because I'm upset because you're fighting with me over things that are ridiculous. So, I mean, there are there ways? I mean, I'm sure there are. What are the ways? What can we brainstorm to think like, how can we get maybe some of that like heightened sense of arousal? How can we create that without having a fight? Like, how can we get to this place where it's like, oh, I just must, I just must like have 
have this like loving, like discharge of like emotions, but like bringing back together. (laughs) I mean, right. So this is where we start talking about like what makes for a good date or what makes for like good time with somebody. I mean, We've talked about going on dates before. What society tells us is a good date is pretty much the worst thing that you can do for a date, especially early on in relationships. Dinner and movies. Dinner, you feel fat and full and you don't want to have sex. Movies, you sit around and get tired. Um, Alcohol and drinks most of the time make you kind of like sloppy and lazy and slurry and worse at sex. Like most of the things that are part of getting to know people or things that you're supposed to do with intimate partners are things that aren't so great to getting you for getting you excited. Um, so if you're start, if you're thinking about like, I like that rush, then do things that, that build that rush, go rock climbing or go running or go to a trampoline park or watch a really scary movie while you're cuddled up on the couch, not Netflix and chill to the office, even though they're taking the office away from us. I'm sorry, everybody, but (laughs) do things that kind of get you going, that get, get you excited. Um, I think that's probably a much healthier way to have that kind of intimacy. I mean, play a board game that has a fight, like where you're like somebody wins and somebody loses and then reconcile that because that's a constructed form Mm -hmm. of conflict, not just whatever the conflict is. You didn't put away the dishes or whatever. I mean, what are the things that people have makeup sex over? I mean, you can have makeup sex over anything, but I mean, um, we're still encouraging you to have those discussions and talk about the things you need to talk about. But we're saying just don't create these arguments uh, for the sake of makeup sex. And I think, you know, it's really interesting to think about all of the different things that can kind of get our adrenaline going and all of these things that can um get us in this heightened state. And yeah, there's a lot of um, very energetic or kind of daring or uh, things that make us nervous or excited in some way that are great alternatives to picking a fight. (laughs) Uh, Is that why you were dancing on top of that box? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for taking a hundred photos of me dancing while we were in Denver. We, we we just had a blast. All right. So we have to take a break, but we will be right back to keep talking about breakup and hate sex. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so today we're talking about makeup sex, breakup sex, and hate sex. So we've been talking about makeup sex. Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? It can be healthy. It can be unhealthy. So just be really thoughtful about what leads up to it. And then are you actually addressing the issues and not using it to cover it up? Um, But I love the question we got for breakup sex, right? So the question is um, really not a question. It's a statement. (laughs) Anyway, um, Every time I have breakup sex, I end up getting back together with my boyfriend, even though I don't really want to. What gives? Yeah, I think that's hilarious. I mean, a lot of people have this idea that we should have sex one last time when we break up. Like, oh, we're done. You know, we're never going to hang out ever again. So like, let's just have this to remember our relationship by. And I think, I mean, first of all, that's a really interesting concept, like as if, uh, you never had sex before or as if like you couldn't remember those other times. Like it's a really interesting concept to even want to have that breakup sex or want to have sex one more time with someone that you 
really want to break up with. Um, but I mean, I think that it makes sense that this person's saying that they end up getting back together because, you know, sex and cuddling, like we're releasing all these oxytocin, all these feel good hormones. And so we're actually, you know, bonding them through that and starting to feel better. So it makes sense that like right after that, you would be like, oh, this was really lovely. I don't need to break up with you. So, I mean, I think that even just thinking about like, why do you want to have breakup sex with somebody? Um, and being really clear maybe about what that reason is and what you think you'll get out of that. Because I don't, I don't think that there's a really um, strong reason that I can think of that, you know, would say we need to have breakup sex. I mean, for me, it kind of reminds me of people who uh, make a New Year's resolution, um, like, I'm not going to drink, or I'm not going to eat sweets, or I'm going to stop smoking, or I'm not going to vape anymore. And they wait up until like December, like the very last second, the clock's about to strike midnight, and they have like three cigarettes in their hand, or they just took like a whole bunch of vape, or, you know, they've had five or six beers, whatever it is, like, instead of being really thoughtful and conscientious about like, why do I want to break up with this person or cigarette or alcohol or donuts, whatever it is that people are trying to say no to, like they go into like an orgy of like, I'm going to totally get into this thing for a little while because, you know, I just want one more hit of it. I think, I think part of this question is like, maybe you're not really ready to break up or maybe there's something there that's unresolved. Um, and you get to that point where like you're addicted to that boyfriend or that relationship, or there's something there that you don't want to get rid of and having that makeup or the breakup sex, maybe that's just a proxy for like saying, I don't really want to break up with you. I'm going to use a personal story again. Um, <laughs> I have never had breakup sex a single time. By the time I am ready to break up with somebody, I, I have a conversation and I'm like, you know what? This isn't working. Here are the 14 different reasons why uh, I'm not open to have any conversation about us getting back together now. Um, listen to our previous episode about why, right? Like, so, so thank you very much. No sex for you. No sex for me. I, I have a hand and that's all I need because my hand is better than you because we're breaking up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of any times when I've had breakup sex either. I mean, I, I often, you know, have no desire to have sex with that person at, during that breakup time. Like when, once we get to that point, there is no part of me, um, mentally or physically that wants to have sex with that person anymore. Um, so I, I think that, you know, if, if you're really still wanting to have sex with this person, then maybe there's some complex, uh, emotions you haven't really worked through in thinking about, you know, what type of relationship you want with this person. And I mean, Maybe you should renegotiate, be like, well, I don't really want to date you, but I love having sex with you so we can be friends with benefits. So every other Thursday you can come over, I'll make popcorn and then we can bang it out and then you can leave. I mean, so sometimes when, like when I saw this question, I was thinking about like, what is the actual relationship that you want with this person, right? If you don't really want to be with them, but you like having sex with them, there are other relationship right. styles available. There's lots of non... Uh, consensual non-monogamous relationships. Um, so maybe you should explore that with the other person. Like, yeah, like we're not going to be dating anymore, but you know, I really enjoy that intimacy with you and that's okay. Um, I feel the world so frequently tells people that they're only allowed to express sexuality or interest or intimacy in really specific rigid ways with people. Um, and 
sometimes the answer to these kind of questions is the world is lying to you. The world kind of sucks. There's lots of ways for you to get pleasure, joy, intimacy. And it doesn't have to be that really like narrow view of relationships. And you actually get to co-create that with the other person. So you actually get to make the rules and boundaries of the specific relationship that you are both interested in having together. I think that there's a lot of really nice um, solutions. So uh, what gives is you're not done with that person in some way. Mm -hmm. And if you still want to have some more sex with them, it means that you're getting something from them that you want. And then my answer would be like, well, why don't you really be thoughtful about what it is that you want? And then talk with, oh my gosh, communication, Um, communicate with the other person about it. And like Spring said, you can build the kind of relationship where hopefully everybody gets something something that they need or something that they want from it. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So our third question, um, (laughs) why does hate sex feel so good? This is a doozy for me. I'm going to let spring start (laughs) because I have a lot to say, but I'm going to let her go and then I'm going to talk. Yeah, I mean, hate sex. So I think this is, I mean, it's related to breakup sex, but I think it's also very different because I think um, in breakup sex, you know, you're kind of coming out of a relationship with someone, but not necessarily you hate them. I guess it could be in some instances, but I don't think that's kind of the typical. I think this hate sex is more like somebody that you really disagree with on like some very pivotal things and just kind of drives you nuts. um, And, but you're attracted to in some way and you end up having very passionate sex because you have very passionate, disparate views. Like you disagree very strongly on very core beliefs that you have. And, um, and so I think, you know, that type of person often most of us wouldn't think about having a relationship with because it would be so difficult on so many different axes, right? Like we um, don't feel like we could go to events together because we would disagree on too much, or we don't think that we could um, have polite discussions about things because we disagree on so much. So there might not be... Uh, yeah. (laughs) Or it's kind of like that breakup sex without the, like the reconnection at the end of it as well. Like, oh, I still don't like you, but the sex was good. Like, I mean, it's a weird headspace for someone to get in as well. Uh, but it kind of makes sense. Um, the reason why we're answering this question third is it's sort of like a mix of the other two. People like makeup sex because there's a big rush and all kinds of big feelings sort of wrapped up inside of it. Um, Hate sex does the same kind of thing. Uh, Our brains, while they're complicated, aren't that complicated when it comes to feeling really charged, really revved up, really like there's like pressure building up inside of you. You need an outlet for it. You're really angry at something. You're really happy about something. Sex goes well with all of those kind of things because it kind of like ramps up your entire sexual response. So something that would be good sex normally, if you have a whole bunch of extra emotion, uh, for some people that can really hypercharge the kind of passion or pleasure or orgasm for that sex as well. Uh, So the same kind of advice we gave for the makeup sex, like go uh, rock climbing or mountain biking or do something that really gets you going. I think hate sex is tapping into that exact same sort of emotional feel where there's a lot going on inside of your head and you're channeling it into sexual release. And then at the end, there's 
probably no commitment with that person as well, right? So there's like some of the strings that might be attached with makeup and breakup sex with hiccups <laughs> with hate sex. Maybe it feels good because at the end you're like, well, and I'm not going to schedule it until I, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's no string left no at the string. end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of people do actually have recurring hate sex though with somebody that they have some kind of very strong, uh, dis, like dis, I want to say agreement, you know, on several different things. And I mean, they've already broken up or like whatever, whatever the cause is, but yes, strong, strong disagreements. And, and I think, you know, though that, that can really create that intense sexual charge and that can be very good. And I think that that can be healthy in a way you have, um, you know, this relationship with somebody that you are, um, consenting to, you know, having like some very passionate sex with them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it, as long as both parties are equally vested in not liking the other person enough (laughs) to be their friend or be around them other than the bang. Yeah. And I mean, I think that one thing to kind of consider is, you know, what, why, why am I really like, um, not considering a relationship with this person as well? Because I think sometimes we put people into boxes thinking that we can't date them for several different reasons, but like we have this really good sexual connection with them and we've just decided, you know, I can't date you because you're, Another, I'm not going to say a specific party, but because you're you're a different political party than me, or because you're whatever, and um, and you know it could be that we actually you know need to have more of these like cross party cross uh, belief conversations, and that you know you could actually um, have some other amazing connections with this person. So I just want to throw that out as like a an avenue to consider if you have this hate sex partner that you've kind of put in a box as a non-relationship person to like think about um, what other types of relationships might be possible with that person. I think that's an interesting way to look at it too. Um, I have never had hate sex. I just putting it all out there, letting the whole world know. Um, No, for me, uh, if I'd ever got to a point where I had that like negative association or negative feeling with a person, I would never seek out intimacy as well. So this question for me is also really foreign. Um, I'd love to hear from some of our listeners who are really into it. If you want to send us an email um, about like, what does this feel like and what takes you to this point? Um, because I understand makeup sex, I understand breakup sex, but for me, hate sex, it, I mean, it's just so foreign to all of my relationships, like all of, even all of my friendships. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I think it's important for us to talk about because there's certainly a lot of it that goes on. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that um, if, if there is this real I mean, hate is such a strong word. Um, If there is a real, you know, dislike for somebody and kind of like you don't, you really don't want to even like be seen with them and there's just something very strong that you don't like about them, um, then then I think, you know, that's even more problematic than like this just kind of like we disagree on things and it's very passionate because that is a type of hate sex. Um, But if you really, really 
like cannot stand this person. Um, then I think there's a little more kind of digging we need to do into, you know, why you want to have sex with that person. And like, that's a little bit more kind of sex therapy line we need to start to investigate, like what's going on here? Like, who does this person remind you of? Like, what kind of associations is that bringing up for you that, um, might be kind of creating this feeling for you? And I think it's funny that the first two questions are talking about what gives, is it healthy? The third one is like, why does it feel good? Um, (laughs) So it doesn't even talk about like, is this a good thing for me to do? Or is this a healthy behavior? They're just talking about why it feels so good. Um, And as soon as you're making sexual decisions, not based on like, does this make me feel better as a person? Does this enhance my relationships? Does this like, that's the, the digging that spring is kind of talking about, like, what's really going on underneath here? How do I address it? And how do I make sure that this is something good for me to do? Because you can find things that feel really good that are also healthy for you emotionally. And like, that's what we really all want to have is like, these amazing, like strong, exciting feelings sexually and also very healthy for us emotionally. Like that's the ideal. So, you know, if something is damaging you in any way emotionally or or physically or in any other way, then then we want to see how we can shift that. Speaking of feeling good, um, I think that uh, it's time for us to start talking about our new partnership. You might have heard it in our advertising. Um, If you haven't, uh, we are partnering with sweetvibes.toys. That's the website. Uh, If you go there, you can use sex space wrap as a discount code. Um, They make great toys that are really affordable that are about you and pleasure mostly for women and for trans men, not so much for heterosexual men, unless you want to use them with a partner, right? Um, But they're really cool. They're really fun. And we're going to be having a contest. If you listen to us next week, we're going to start giving some of these away to our listeners. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Spring? Yeah, I mean, they are a great company. And, um, you know, giving yourself your own orgasms is definitely a very um, safe and healthy thing to do. <laughs> so, and then yeah. there's no, no chance for makeup, breakup or hate sex. I guess you could have makeup sex with yourself. You could have breakup sex with yourself and you could certainly have hate okay, sex with okay, yourself. Okay. But if you're having those, that's a totally different episode. <laughs> All right. So, um, yes, visit, uh, sweetvibes.toys use code sex wrap. It has a space between the word sex and wrap for 15% off. That's an amazing discount. Um, we're so grateful to be working with such a great company and where can the listeners find us, Andrew? So if you have any comments or questions about this episode or any other questions about love, sex, relationships, sexual health, uh, all you have to do is email us. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413IRAPIT. And uh, if you're not already there, you should check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.